This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi blues it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care does not Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Listen to that hook right here Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to keep there Low Budget Live, not so live, and that's a little bit of uh, that's a little bit of me right there. <laughs> a little bit of Luke Duncan, Biloxi Blues, a song I wrote about getting out of the state of Mississippi, loosely based on my my dad right there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. January thirteenth. Hope y'all are all doing mighty fine out there. I do. I do. Uh, I, I I just I, I've been to the dentist. I've been to the dentist today, and I, and I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a, a fan of that. Like ninety percent of the American public's not a fan of that. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb that our teeth give up on us. You know, you take care of them, you brush them up, you put braces on them, and they just they quit caring about you. That's that's garbage. That's garbage. And uh, I've got a tooth. A tooth that for the last two or three weeks, man, it's just been killing me when I eat. And uh, 
Yeah, so I was at the dentist and I got that fixed. They got me drilled up, got me all fixed up today. And there's there's nothing more awkward than being at the dentist. It's a new dentist. I don't go to the dentist a lot. I hate the dentist. I don't I don't hate them personally, right? Like I do think it's a it's a weird profession to go into, but I don't hate them. I don't hate them personally, but I hate what they do. And uh this this guy today, great guy, and uh Seem to be, anyways, and dude, he's just just digging off in my mouth and uh, hands and stuff holding my mouth, and he and he's and he's in there just numbing it and doing all the things that Dennis doing. He's trying to have a conversation with. Me. How am I supposed to answer your question, sir? How? How are you you rooting around in there, and I, I'm supposed to to say the alphabet? I'm supposed to form clear sentences about bass fishing. <laughs> You can't, that's 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 ridiculous. That's too much to ask of a redneck. But I hate it, and and it's like taking your car when you don't go to the dentist very much. So I don't go to the doctor either very much. When you go and you don't go a lot, it's like taking your car to a to a mechanic, you know. And you ain't been there in a while. Maybe you ain't had your oil changed like you should, and they're like, oh, we're gonna need to. We're going to need to put four new tires on this bad boy today. What? I just got tires. Yeah, well, these are all bad because you didn't rotate them enough. Oh, also, uh, your rotator splints out. Those cost $11,000. And we're going to change your air filter. Like, what? What's a rotator splint? Is that in a car? Yep. Here's a bill. Here it is. Here's your bill. So I'm I'm in the chair today. I'm in that chair, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, you got uh, you you got some stuff going on." And I had some wisdom teeth. I had two wisdom teeth cut out on the bottom when I was a kid. A lot of people go through that. I guess all of us do. And it was miserable, right? Miserably. And I got two up top, but my former dentist from 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 way back told me they were they were straight. Your wisdom teeth are good, dude. You just leave them in there, which is weird that you get teeth that you don't need. That's neither here nor there. But I got these wisdom teeth, right? Tell me I need them pulled. This dentist told me I need to go have some teeth pulled. I ain't all about that life. I'm like, how how many days am I going to be down? He's like, a couple. He said, it's going to look like we broke your jaw when we get in there and have to yank them things out. Or you could go be put to sleep and have them cut out. My daughter... Harper, the triple threat's daughter, it just happened. She just had hers cut out during Christmas break. He was traumatic. I'm 36 years old. I don't bounce back as quick as I once did. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But I made it to the Low Budget Live Barn Grill to do some Low Budget Live for y'all today. Hope y'all are doing okay out there. And Low Budget Live, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks at StarTron, StarBright, StarTron kicking ethanol right in the freaking teeth, protecting your weed eater, protecting your chainsaw, protecting your side-by-side, your four-wheeler, your three-wheeler. Maybe you're old school. Maybe you got that old Honda three-wheeler like Fat Cat Newton. Pour this a little in there, little little drop will do you. This bottle right here, 256 gallons, 16 ounces. It's going to treat 256. This right here, Boat Guard by Starbright, same company. They make everything. Somebody told me at Starbright this week, they make a spray called Spider Away. You spray it and run spiders, plumb off. That's real life. 
make everything. You pet peas on the floor, hey, they got a little cleaner for that. You spill some, you spill some dip and dye on your carpet, they got some carpet clean. You need to check them out. If your fiberglass is faded just a little bit, like it was on the Boats and Pros boat me and Swindle fished out of yesterday, not fish, but we did an interview out of, they, they, got some, they got some restore to bring it back. Check them out. Low budget live sponsors, Startron and Starbright. We really appreciate them. Moving on. I just mentioned that. Boats and Pros. So filmed the first ever Boats and Pros yesterday with my man, y'all's man, everybody's man, Gerald the G-Man Swindle. And he's uh he's 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 amazing. Dude is uh he's rock solid and and we uh kind of dug deep on some uh dug deep on some on some topics and things and uh and it came off good i I got him with the boat i showed up with and y'all all all see that i'm not going to tease this in any way because i want y'all's reaction too episode will be out the last week of january can't wait for y'all to see it this is going to be a monthly series like i've said the next one i got lined up jordan lee mr jordan lee so really fun it was it was it was a good uh it was a good day yesterday with Mr. G, so we uh, we got that thing knocked out. Mr. Tanner Lyons came up and filmed that, so y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, it, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. You know what else is awesome? Fat ass challenge. That's right. It has begun officially. We're a week. We're almost a weekend. We are a weekend. And uh, me and Corey, we wait again this week. Big C. We weighed again. He wanted to do another, and I and I wanted to weigh both of us on my set of scales. So we weighed, and uh, and and I was a little heavier than I was on Sunday. I was at two twenty five on the scales, and he was like two forty six on the scales when we were down at TH Marine, where we weighed in the parking lot like two rednecks. We filmed it. I'll throw it up at the end of this video right here, so y'all can see it. The official weigh-in will be at the end of Low Budget Live, so watch that. But I want to say I got almost 15, I think it's 14 is the number right now. And that don't sound like many. That don't sound like many out of all the people that watch this. But 14 of y'all have reached out and said, I want to be a part of the Low Budget Live Fat Ass Fan Challenge. And Sonny Smith... Bo Petrie, I hope I'm saying these right. Jeff Gale, Garrett Ashley, Barry Price, Gregory Farr, Jacob Wynn, David Hall, John No, Tory Tucker. Oh, Tory said he was thick with a bunch of C's, and I like that. Bobby McDonald, Robert Smith. Callan Herring and one female in the group, Miss Carla Griggs. And everybody has sent pictures of scales or tagged me, got some videos up. And uh, and I won't post everybody's weight just yet. We'll, we'll, we'll put together some stuff on this though, okay? And uh, and I'm, I'm going to put together a prize pack. And we probably should have done a percentage of weight, okay? Because some people do have more pounds to lose than others. And it's and it's not easy, but uh, We'll, we'll take some things into consideration when, we, when we're when we doling out uh, prizes at the end of this. But me and Corey are going pounds. We're going pounds. We probably should have done a percentage, but we're going to go pounds. We're going to go pounds. So thank you all for being a part of that, man. That's 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 top notch that, that some of you all want to change your, your life. And maybe you don't want to be broadcast on here and you're following along with what we're doing. I hope you are. I hope you decide to uh, 
to get healthier in this new year. It's cliche, but and everybody does it. All the gyms are packed out. But this week, I, I, I've been just on it, man. I've been doing as good as I can do and been exercising. I'm sore. I've been just running, walking, some cardio. But, you know, I'm, uh, I'm really uh, stupid. Darian is calling me right now. Hang on a second. I had to ignore his call. Jeez. He doesn't know I'm a professional broadcaster. He should know by now, but he doesn't know that I'm a professional broadcaster. Um, I lost my train of thought because his he's so stupid. Stupid Darian. But I, I'm sore, man. I've been working out. You know, Darian posts all this, all this stuff. He's 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 25 and he's in good shape. And him and his lovely wife, Hannah, they out there working it. Just working it all the time, working out, eating chicken and rice, all this stuff. But but several of y'all have reached out, tag me in your workouts and stuff. That's awesome, man. Keep doing that on the Instagram. Tag me up. I'll share it. Tag, tag me up. Hashtag fat ass challenge. Let's do this. So we are going to end the challenge on March the 6th. Okay. So it's almost 60 days from when we started this. So March the 6th, Bassmaster Classic, and I am planning something for the Classic. Trying to do an event, trying to do a little meetup action. Okay. Trying to, trying to get us in a, a little place where we can have us a low budget live show. See what happens. I'm working on it. Got some friends working on it. Fishing. Let's get back to fishing. Fishing's about to start up. You got the Bassmaster Opens. Next week, that's where my man Swindle was headed uh, after I got through with him yesterday. Headed to Florida for the first Bassmaster Open, and, and I'm anxious to see that roster. Um, you know, you got some BPT guys fishing that. You got some FLW Tour guys fishing those. You got the Elite Series, and then you got great locals, and then you got up-and-comers and people trying to get their spot. Get their spot in the Bassmaster Elite Series and in the Classic. So that starts up on Toho next week. We'll try to get the winner of that event on the podcast to ask him, hey, what's your uh, what's your favorite technique? How did you wiggle your worm to make the classic? Stuff like that. Interesting stuff. Stuff everybody wants to know. Bassmasters. Starting back. Feels like it hasn't been, uh, the seasons haven't been over with very long, but I think BFL started back last weekend at Sam Rayburn. They had a ton of boats and stuff and down there and, it's uh it's crazy. I think Bassmaster they capped it at two twenty five and I think they sold out and then some in the opens. It's crazy, man. People wanting to fish. They're wanting to fish. Speaking of fish. Speaking of fish. My boys at MLF. They done changed. They done they done they done said, Hey, hey, we're not gonna do this the same way. MLF BPT. They changed their mind on some things. So last year, for those of y'all that uh, follow along with their shenanigans, you know that uh, one-pounders count, man, every one-pounder, 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 and a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people are like, man, it takes a strategy out of catching big fish, and uh, every fish count sucks, and there's a lot of things. You know, I think it takes a lot of skill to catch a bunch of fish, and them boys, you know, like Swindle says, they, you know, they put 50 pounds on you pretty quick, and you're like, what in the hell just happened? I get all that. But I think to resonate with fans, hardcore bass fishing fans that are five fish guys, like we've talked about, we've talked it to death on here, it, it hasn't resonated, man. It just hasn't. And so 
they are acknowledging that, I feel like. And now they're going to bigger minimums based on the lake they're fishing. And this could get interesting, okay? This could get interesting. I don't know if it's every event. I don't know if it's for every... I'm I'm not sure... I got the press release here, but bigger minimums. And what that means is they're going from one pound, like you fall, they're going to start with two pounds because they said that's a that's a that's a better than average keeper. You know, size limit you fall is like 14 inches. So that's going to get you close to that two pounder sometimes. 15 inch will probably get you closer. But 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 anyways, two pound minimum for a keeper to be counted in the event. Now still every one of them is going to count, but two pounds. And I want to read this. This is from uh from Boyd Duckett himself here on the press release. Let's see. He says the goal is to offer a minimum that's a quality bass. So they're acknowledging, you know, fans want to see bigger fish. Quality bass. The goal is to set a minimum that's a quality bass for that fishery to set the bar higher at each fishery than has traditionally been set. So they're kind of taking a shot at standard bass fishing a little bit there, tournaments. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with what he's saying. We'll start with a two-pounder as a minimum at Ufala. That's a realistic minimum for that fishery. And assess our fisheries almost like you would in golf, where every course has a different par. But I wouldn't be surprised to say a three-pound minimum at places like Lake Fork or Toho, these are unprecedented minimum sizes. So, dude, you start doing that three-pound minimum stuff and – uh <laughs> that's a big keeper So that's going to change everything man You start doing a three pound minimum Dude that, that is going to change things It's going to change the strategy uh, It's going to change the, the techniques you see when So You know that's, uh, that's, that's interesting Got to text my first guest today um, it, it, It's surprising to me Because they have Rest of their laurels on that on that format, but they're going to stick with the format. They're just changing a little bit. But I got to say, and y'all going y'all going to think I'm crazy. Y'all going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'll say kudos to them for that. Okay, I'll say kudos because if that somehow draws some of these hardcore bass heads in, take everything out, take my history out, take everything out with MLF, and 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 what you're doing there is you are they're catering to the fans a little bit, man. They are, and they're and that will make the tournaments a little more interesting. You know, the t- the two pounder. You know, it is what it is. But dude, you start throwing three pounder, three pound minimum in there and stuff like that, dude. That could get that could get salty. I mean, and they're saying you know you go to a place like a St. Lawrence River. There's a lot of three pounders, Lake Fork, a lot of three pounders, but still a three pound keeper just to just to get on that board. You know. Um, and it don't matter what the size limit is on a fishery. You can't stop a little fish from biting your hook. Like that's gonna happen. But, but yeah, man, that's interesting. That's a big shakeup, a big shakeup. And I'm sure a lot of guys were happy with it. And I'm sure some of them weren't. I'm sure some of them weren't. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, my guest, my first guest that we are about to call is an interesting guy, and I and I don't know him well. Gerald Swindle suggested that I have him on here today. We got two guests today, and he is Facebook famous, okay? He is, uh, I've seen his videos. I think he's a very, very funny guy. I look forward to talking with him. He has 
thousand followers on Facebook. Mr. Zach Rushing from Mississippi. Let's see right here. Yellow. Zach. Look, what's, what's happening, big dog? Going on, ladies and gentlemen. Zach Rushing, he is he is blowing up the comedy world. I feel like the internet <laughs> comedy world, the the stand up comedy world. He's trying to get into. He's he's performing in your town. We're gonna get into all that, but Zach, I can't thank you enough for coming on Low Budget Live. Man, my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. I'm honored to be here. And and you you should appreciate Low Budget because. You are out there killing it with just a cell phone. <laughs> you ain't, you're like, I don't need no damn cameraman. I don't need no script. We're just rolling. That's it. Take my iPhone and go to town. That's all I do. That, that's amazing, dude. So for those of y'all that don't know Zach, and, I, and if you're here listening to this, you probably do because there are a lot more people that know him than dang sure know about me. But Zach... Is he does these, where you call them rant videos or motivational videos? They're they're all across the board, but what he does is a lot of what I do. In that he just speaks his damn mind. And yeah, that's exactly right. And and dude, when did this start for you? Well, to be honest with you, it was uh, January nineteenth of last year. I've always done little stupid videos, this, that, and the other, because I don't like texting because I got fat fingers. <laughs> So I always misspelling words and stuff. So I just always sent videos. Well, I wrote a, it was a January 10th or 19th. I think it was 19th of last year. And the big thing was that the Lion King was coming out. They was going to do it in real mation, you know, and I'm a big time Disney fanatic. Like I love Disney. I'm, I'm six foot four, 276 pounds of Disney love and romance. I'm talking about, I'm all about it. And, so I, I did this video to mess with my buddy Possum because he, he's Disney freak too. And uh, it just, I posted it to Facebook because I couldn't get it to send through my, <laughs> I guess I had bad service. So I couldn't get it to send through, the video was too long to send through text messages. So I posted it to Facebook and tagged him on it. And damn, if that, that, that thing went viral. I think it had like 100 million views. I remember seeing this. Yeah. That's kind of how it all got the ball rolling right there. And so you see that and then you go, hey man, people kind of care what I got to say here. Well, to be honest with you, the way it worked was I had done that video and went viral, which I didn't have a fan page or anything like that at the time. That was just on my personal Facebook. And then, um, so I said, I didn't think too much of it because there's a bunch of one-hit wonders out there. You know, I just enjoyed my five minutes in the spotlight, and then I was right back to swinging a plum hammer at work on Monday. It wasn't, it ain't like I got, I didn't get no compensation for it or nothing like that. Right. And then March come around, and I went with my buddy, to a black cookout. And, <laughs> okay, uh, I saw this one. <laughs> yeah, and that one is my most viral video to date. I think that one got shared like 500,000 times. Or <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't. I, I count that how I got to take my boots off. <laughs> so, you, so you go to a cookout yeah, with your buddy, and I watched this. And if y'all hadn't seen it, it's it's everywhere. There are actually people that post this on their own YouTube channels, and kind yeah, of, which is funny. Yeah, we've been shared on Facebook by Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart, and uh, amazing. And yeah, people. I mean, they's a pretty big name. People apparently got a laugh out of it. That's you know? amazing, dude. And it and it was really there was a lot of a lot of stereotypical stuff in there that I'm sure resonated with 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 black folks. You know, they're like, yeah. dude, this happens. And your your observations are just are just so funny and so true, dude. And uh, 
uh, and you just you speak your mind. And I, uh, my favorite part of that one, and I wrote this down. My favorite part of that one is when you mentioned the Elks Lodge. You said, now, I know about Domino's because of the Elks Lodge. Because now, I, growing up in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, in the middle of damn nowhere, son, I have played some music at the Elks Lodge. I have right. played cards at the Elks Lodge. There's been a lot of things I've done at the Elks Lodge. Some I'm proud of, some I'm not. So that made me laugh as hard as anything in that video. That's it. You know, when you go to the Elks Lodge, it's 99 cent beer. I mean, you, you do a lot of stupid stuff in there. Yes, you can make some mistakes at the Elks Lodge. <laughs> You ain't lying. <laughs> you you can you can wake up the next morning wondering what the hell happened after a night at the Elks Lodge. And Absolutely. y'all people that watch this that living in big cities, get get your life right and get to an Elks Lodge. <laughs> y'all ain't living right. Y'all better, y'all better straighten up. You better go to a damn Elks Lodge. So so that one really puts you over the top. And then how quick? So when you started a fan page, because you're yes, at five hundred one thousand subscribers, followers, whatever we want to call it these days. Dude. Hold up before you go any further there. So this is where people are misconception in Facebook. So okay. You got two, two things on a Facebook page. You got a like and you got a follower. Okay. Now, everybody, now this is where this is this what makes me laugh. I got five hundred and something thousand likes. That means there's five there's half a little over half a million people out there that like me, but I got a million followers. So that means there's half a million people out there that <laughs> they don't like me, they don't <laughs> They just scared to death to click that little button. They want the, don't want their friends to know. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want to give me a thumbs up. Sorry, son of a gun. Hey, I, I'm I'm the same way. I know they out there. They're out there. They're creeping. They're in the shadows. And I'm like, hey, thanks for the view. We appreciate it. You don't have yeah. to comment. You don't have to subscribe. You can just watch it. And, and I love you anyway. That's right. Or I'll hate you anyway. Or I'll hate way you anyways. Either way. <laughs> Either way. Do you think that some because you get a lot of crazy comments just because you're outspoken as hell. You call it like you see it. And... A lot of times I feel like when a southern man calls it like he sees it, he really gets extra hate, especially a southern man that's an outdoorsman such as yourself. You love to, you love to bass fish, deer hunt, turkey hunt, duck hunt. But when you see those comments, are you, are you like me and you think that uh, ain't no way some of these comments that get posted, anybody would ever say them to your face? <laughs> <laughs> well, going back to your question, when, when I first started um, my fan page, Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got ADD. It all, it all kind of intertwines together. Whenever I first started my fan page, it was a big jump to get followers from my personal Facebook to my fan page. Yeah. Because that's like the way I, it happened to me, I no longer have a, a personal Facebook. Right. No and uh, so, so if, if, if my dog goes missing, it ain't like I can post on there. I got to get somebody else to do it. You if you're selling your lawnmower or something, you got you to gotta get somebody else to do it. Yeah, exactly. But it took, um, so I did that on July 3rd of 2019. I created my fan, my fan page. Now, Damn. I went viral again at the um, September 31st with the women versus men thought process. Yeah. Yep. And it just so happened that it was August 8th at 610 a.m. I was on the Stairmaster, which I was already hating my life. <laughs> okay. And I get this notification pop up on my phone that my, my page had been hacked and boy you talking about come unglued man i didn't know what way to do because i had sixty thousand followers which at that time was a lot no I mean, doubt anyway you know what i'm saying no doubt so that went on and that went on and i had to go through lawsuits and and this that and the other and trying to get my page back i ended up getting it back dang it but finally, it was a month later, and by the time I got it back, the people who had hacked it, they weren't—they couldn't make no new videos because it wasn't me. 
So they were just resharing my videos over and over and over. And I was flooding some timelines. I know there were some people that hated me. Unreal. But it ended up getting me over 100,000. But in the, once I got to 100,000, that's when you start seeing them troll comments and people that you just, you know for a fact that they're not going to say it to your face, but they sitting behind their safe space and that computer screen. And they'll say whatever. So I offered a couple of them plane tickets come down here and meet me. And I never heard, I never got a response. So I'm guessing they wasn't as bad as they thought they were. That's that's what I that's what I run into. Or if they did see you, they'd be like, "Hey, bro, can we get a selfie?" Yeah, exactly. Can you follow me on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> that that's what that's what you get the most. It is. That, that, I, I get I get a lot of that. It's funny you mentioned that. I was at dinner with a buddy of mine. I ain't seen him in a couple of years. Last week. And he had this pretty little girl, Cajun girl out of New Orleans with him, a new girlfriend, and she was talking about how she um, she was real well well known over there. She's a model, and she had like 18,000 followers on Facebook. Well, I was just messing around with her. She didn't have a clue who I was. And I told her, I said, 18,000, that's awesome right there. Can I get a shout-out? She was like, well, I don't really do shout-outs because <laughs> I do one. I got to do, do a bunch of them. I was like, okay, I understand. Well, will you at least go follow me on Facebook? That would mean the world to me. She's like, yeah, I'll do that. Well, she clicked on my page and saw 750,000. She's like, can I have a shout-out? I said, no, nah, I really don't do shout-outs. If I do one, I got to do a, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I kind of got my little stab in on that one. I like that. Is she one of them thirst traps that 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 post the uh, they they got them deer held up while they wearing their thongs? Oh yeah, yeah, that's them. Okay, okay, yeah, well, yeah. I got I see a bunch of them on the on the IG. They're everywhere. Now I, I'm not hating on it because I mean I will. I might I might double tap on it. You know, when I'm yeah, going by it, I'm gonna like that picture. But I don't know that they killed that deer or they caught them fish. But they're out there doing doing their own hustle. That's right. They, they're doing their own thing. It ain't got nothing to do with me, so I really ain't that involved here. Exactly right. So Swindle said that, uh, and then, and and guys, this is I, I told everybody before we came on. Swindle thanks the world of Zach. He's been telling me about Zach, and Zach is a resilient guy that <laughs> uh, has beat cancer three times. Three times, yes, sir. And how old are you, Zach? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight years old. Now, what kind of cancer did you have? I had Hodgkin's lymphoma Man. cancer. Um, I actually got diagnosed. I was playing D1 football at the University of Wyoming, which is already at 7,200 feet up on the side of a mountain. So it's hard enough to breathe, and I ended up having about a softball-sized tumor come up on the side of my neck, which cut off my breathing to about 20%. Jeez. So that ended my football career, which I, I was about beat down anyway, to be honest with you. But... um. Yeah, that ended my football career, and I went on through chemo, and then uh, I was in remission for six months. The next checkup, it come back, and repeated itself again. But I've been in remission now for 18 months, so I think uh, I actually got hooked up with um, MD Anderson out there in Houston. They're a fantastic hospital. Can't say enough good stuff about them. It's, uh, it's where I started my charity for, for the kids out there. It's um, they, they, they treat me right, and they, they've helped me, and I, I want to help other people. That, and that's that's killer man i you know I, we we talked a little bit before we got on on the air here and i told you you know i've, I've had a long history with cancer my family lo- most recently and everybody listening to this podcast went through it with me they know lost my mother and and uh man that is uh that's awesome that that you have kicked its ass uh and i and i pray man that that you keep on kicking its ass and that um and i gotta applaud you for giving back because that's uh People don't realize until it affects them, A, how expensive all that is, 
because truly, because cancer's a business, right? We all know that cancer's a damn business. It's a it's a terrible disease, but it's a business now. Um, people that are trying to help people get better, but you know, uh, and there are families that can't that can't take care of their kids in that situation. They can't afford it, and uh, so hats off to you, man. Um, and which is that right there is one of the reasons exactly like you just said that I, I do give to, to St. Jude's and and to different organizations every month and to help with the research and help with the housing and all. I started the Team Zach Foundation, which is my okay. my charity, and I don't do the research or the housing. But what I've realized throughout my three terms of cancer and three rounds of chemo and radiation is I have found out that it is eighty percent mentality to 20% medicine. And that might not be true for everybody, but it was for me. And I'll be honest with you, buddy. When I got diagnosed the first time back in 2013, I was scared to death. I let it absolutely consume my life. I stayed in the bed, gained 70 pounds from the steroids they were pumping me, trying to keep my nausea down. I I alienated all my friends that were willing to help me. I I just, I, I quit living. And when it hit me the second time, I wasn't scared no more. I was pissed. Well, I can tell you right now that second time was a lot easier, and I, I let some people back into my life that were willing to help me who never quit on me. Now, the third time it came around, I was no longer pissed. I was mad because, I, I mean, I, I, I just felt down on myself. I felt like, what have I done? What what turtle did I run over in order to, for me to deserve this? Mm-hmm. And I was feeling down for myself, and I was feeling, you know, this, that. Now, you're sitting in the radiation waiting room out there, you're scrolling through Instagram, you're scrolling through Facebook, you see all your buddies back home at the beach, sitting there watching them bikini girls run around and stuff like that, and here I am sitting in a radiation thing. I was feeling real down on myself. Well, I remember looking up from my phone, and there was a boy. He must have been no more than eight, eight years old. He was being wheeled out of the radiation room. The man was burned up with radiation, and he had a ball and glove in his hand. He was just tossing that ball and glove back in, in his hand. And uh, he come over, his parents come over and wheeled him by me while they checked him out. And I asked him, I said, buddy, you like baseball? He said, yeah, I've been an all-star my whole life. I'm not going to make it this year because of this right here. And he looked at me and winked. He said, but them son of bitches better watch out for next year. <laughs> and that right there just kind of put everything in perspective for me to where when you go into a, a disease like that, you have to go into it. Every day after that, I walked in there. I said, let's go. Let's get this rolling. I, I don't want to wait. I'm not scared. Let's do this. So that's why I started the Team Zach Foundation to, to help the, to buy toys for the kids out there because you can't motivate kids the way you can motivate an adult. You have to motivate kids through toys because adult they'll know that they got to get better in order to provide for their family. Right. The kids don't have to get better. They have nothing there. But if I can give him an Xbox 360 on Christmas morning while he's having to spend it in the hospital, that makes him want to wake up the next morning and play that Xbox 360, even if it just gives him one more day. That's all we're shooting for is just one more day. So you never got to quit fighting, and that's what we're about. That's awesome, dude. So where can people find out more about team, the Team Zach Foundation? Is it on your Facebook or on your website? It, 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 it's all over my Facebook. It's all over my Instagram. It's on my website. We okay. donate. Right now we have the link turned off for the Team Zach because of the current. Right, uh, what we're going to talk about, yeah. Yes, absolutely. We'll get into that here shortly. Yeah, so so Zach is is – He's, he's, you know, he's giving back, and 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 one of the main reasons I wanted to have him on today 
uh, in talking to Gerald uh, is Zach has a business called Triple B, and that is bass, bucks, and birds, and uh, and the season never ends. And so these uh, and, and really cool hats you've seen Swindle wearing them, and uh, and and shirts. And he is through his company is giving back to the Australian wildfires. And yes, and and Swindle sent me the link on the video. I watched it, man. I, Swindle and I talked to the dude. I would love to get him on while he's doing this and talk and see if we can help in any way here at Low Budget Life. So tell us about the Australian wildfires and what you're trying to trying to accomplish there and and uh, and help out. Absolutely. So as you said, we started this in 2017. We started the Bass Bucks and Birds. There was five of us. There's five Triple B boys. And we was all at the deer camp, and we was doing what you do at the deer camp when the deer ain't moving. We was drinking. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. And we was playing phase 10 sitting at the kitchen table. But we got so toilet hugging drunk that night, and woke up, we woke up the next morning to go get us some coffee. Well, there was a napkin on the table, and it had this, this these three bees. The first one had a bass in it. And it was hard to make it out because I don't think any of us are artists. But they had a bass, a buck, and a bird inside of it. And we got to looking at it, and we asked each other, we said, who drew this? And nobody can remember drawing it. Nobody, nobody owned up to it. That was a fun night. It was a great <laughs> night, actually. I wish I could remember it. But uh, so when we got home, I mean, all of us low-budget boys, you know, we all just blue-collar boys. We swing plum hammers and then pump, and pump crap for a living. So we couldn't afford to make no bunch of hats, but you had to buy at least 12. So we, we made 12 hats which is all we could afford, and we each took one. Well, I had a uh, drawdown fundraiser for my charity a week later, and we just happened to put them on the table and see if anybody liked them. Well, it was the first seven items sold, and they sold for ungodly amounts of money. So we looked at each other like, hey, we might have something going on here. Wow. Well, through that, we kind of developed. We didn't want to be just another outdoor brand because outdoors is our life. We absolutely we cherish it. We manage it. We conserve it. We do everything we can to, to make it better. And just like just like Gerald, I mean, we, we, we respect it over, overall. And it's not just our outdoors. It's all over the world. So we wanted to create a brand where when you wear it, you, you feel a sense of pride. It's not a camo. It's not a performance brand. It's just something that when you wear it, you know that you're part of an elite brotherhood that all stands for the same thing. And that and that's kind of and it's helping one's neighbor and respecting the outdoors. So the first thing we always say was we have to respect the outdoors. But a very close second was we have to help people in need, which is why we're teamed up with the foundation out of Australia that's, that's sending relief to the families and to the animals that have been misplaced from the wildfires. So I talked to I talked we had a meeting two nights ago. And I talked to the boys, and I talked to my staff, and I talked to my managers, and I told them, I said, this is what I want to do, but if one person's not on board, we're not doing it. I said, until these fires are subsided, I want to donate all proceeds from the company to these wildfire relief. These people need our help. And I gave them an option. I said, does anybody object? And nobody even began to say anything. They were all for it. And everybody was just, hell yes. Let's roll. What can we do to help? Well, I thought, so we called the foundation over in Australia. Kind of hard to get in touch with, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> that, yeah, I don't even know how that phone call worked. It's tomorrow there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm trying to tell them what day we're going to send the check. And they, 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 I'm the day off. So they probably, it's going to be a late check, but they'll get it. But uh, I talked to them. I said, what can we send? Do y'all need water? Do y'all need food? Do y'all need clothes? They said, to be honest with you, we just need funding. 
We need funding to house these misplaced people and to and to help shelter these animals. I said, if we got you. I got enough followers. I know there's enough of good, upstanding outdoorsmen out there that are willing to rep my brand and stand for something. So that's what we're doing. Hell yeah, dude. So all proceeds now until the fire's in. So this doesn't have a date on it. This is until. No, we ain't doing it for a week. We ain't doing it for 48 hours. We doing it until these people are back in their homes. Good for you, man. Good for you. Y'all go, please go check it out. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to get online and order me some Triple B because I was already, I was spying Swindles yesterday and he wouldn't come off any of them because he's a cheap ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's stingy as hell. But uh, but I, I saw something in the shop. I said, I got to get me one of them. So I'm going to get on there and order. Y'all do the same. And, I, and I'm going to post on Instagram about this too, Zach, for you. And, uh, and, and y'all go support this. I know you may think, man, Australia's a million miles away. Well, I'll tell you what. This is what's crazy. This is a really small world. And two two people that I know from Australia, I only know two in that big continent, but they're both bass fishermen. They travel from there to here and fish professionally in the United States. Dean Sylvester and Carl Jacobson that everybody knows that fish the Elite Series. And look, man, these folks are like-minded like us. Guys like Adam Greentree, big bow hunters. You know, they hunt, they spread the word of the outdoors and how good it is over there. And so just because it's all the way across the world and it is tomorrow land there, you know, let's help them out. Let's help them out. So so help Zach and Triple B raise some money. Get, get on there, get you a shirt, get you a hat. And well, or I, two. Did, I forgot to tell you this. We did, we created something especially for this. Um, we do have a Pray for Australia Triple B hat that has okay. their flag colors, which just so happen to be the same as ours. They're red, white, and blue the same way we oh, are. Yeah. But we created a Triple B hat that says Pray for Australia underneath. We also just released our first shirt in months. It's a it's a Triple B logo shirt, but it has the it's it's Australian themed. It has the Sydney Theater on it. It has a kangaroo and a little koala bear hanging off the 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 bucks. I mean the the birds beat at the end of it. It's a great looking shirt. And like I said, I just wanted to mention that if you get on there, those all proceeds go there. But if you want to show your support for Australia, those are the two to buy. Hell yeah, man. Good for you, Zach. You, you, you uh, we, we need to get in a bass boat together at some point, brother. This is, uh, I, my, you got my wheels turning. I need to uh, uh, get to know you a little better. You ain't gonna hit me in the face with a wet mop telling me to go fishing. I'm ready. You, you ready to go? So, real quick, and Swindle says you got some dates coming up around our area here. You're gonna be. I saw on your Facebook you're gonna be in Nashville. You're gonna be in Huntsville, which, which I'm, I'm an hour and a half from both, and I, I I'm, I'm in both cities a lot. Um, so you are actually now you're kind of taking this show on the road. So you're doing some, you don't really call it stand up. You call it motivational um, stand up, I guess. You know, com- yeah, motivational well, comedy. It's kind of one of them things that when your mama tells you to take out the trash about thirty times, at the thirty first time you're probably gonna take out the trash. That's right. But that's kind of how I am with the stand up. It was never a plan, but when you have enough recognition and enough people begging for you to do it you got to give the people what they want and i love meeting my fans i love meeting my my supporters and and i I love being around good people and if i can make you laugh during the process absolutely but yeah we have um we have actually quite a few days let's see if i can remember them off the top of my head april 4th we're going to be in uh maryland we're doing a fundraiser for the volunteer fire department up there and then april 15th i'm going to be in naples florida and then uh, just two more i think that i know off the top of my head june 10th and 11th i'll be i'll be in nashville june 10th and huntsville june 11th we're going to just make the round and then head on back to south mississippi well when you when you in nashville or huntsville i'm going to be there 
and uh, and we're gonna try to figure out a fishing trip during that time. I told uh, I've been trying to get up there and go hunting with, with G for like two months, but man, our schedules are rough, and he. It's hard to get him out of the woods long enough to talk on the telephone. That's a fact. He he can be a ghost this time of year. That's one thing you learn about G. He, we all ghosts when we get in a deer stand, but he he hibernates. You ain't lying. Where are you? Uh, where are you playing in Nashville? Where Where are you performing? Oh, let's see here. It's some comedy club. Up Zanies. Is it Zane? Yeah, it's Zanies. That's where it's at. Okay. Yeah, Zanies, big big comedy club up there. Everybody that's anybody's played there, dude. That's that's a big deal. That's awesome. And uh, in Hunt, Huntsville, I'm not sure uh, where in Huntsville are you going to be. I'm at, I think I'm at the Zanies over there too. Ain't there another one over there? I'm not. I'm honestly not sure on on Huntsville on that. I've been to the comedy club uh, to Zanies in Nashville many 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 times, uh, many times over the years. So. Uh, so I'm sure you're posting these dates on your Facebook. You're posting them on your uh, Instagram and on your website. But y'all go check Zach out if you're if you don't know him. Go go watch his videos. Listen, he is real. He is honest, and he's damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. Like you said, I don't really. I never branded myself as a comedian because comedians have an opener, a middle, and a punchline, and that's, that's right. just not what I do. I'm, self-branded myself as a motivational comic because everything that I talk about is real and that's the reason people like it, the reason people can relate and the reason they last because I'm just saying what you think. And what you and your buddies are talking about riding down the road. That's but, exactly right. But you won't post on Facebook like Zach does. <laughs> yeah, probably not. You'll be fired. Fired or, you know, or kicked out of the church or kicked out of school. <laughs> a stuff. Yeah, you won't be a deacon no more if you if you speak your mind. You know, it, it happens. Um, one last thing, dude. I, I wanted to ask you this because I'm a huge, 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 huge comedy fan in general. Like I just I love to laugh. I try to make this show as lighthearted as I can. I try to make my fishing videos on YouTube as lighthearted as possible. Um, something that has came up, and I know you've seen it in comedy, and and I think it's just all things in life because people people live to be offended, right? Oh, they, they do. do. Why do you think that people take a comedic video or a comedic performance so damn serious? Like what you're saying, it, it, it is your thoughts, and you are speaking your mind, but why Why do you think they, they get so triggered over a stand-up's act? Where I think anything is fair game in comedy for the most part, to me. It should be, right? Because it's taking you away from the bad. You're getting an hour of somebody's life to laugh with them, observationally or, or whatever um, but why do you think that is I can answer that wholeheartedly because I've done a little bit of research on this and if you want my honest opinion which is what you're going to get whether you want it or not I want it. it's, it's because we are soft as a complete nation we are soft and if you get offended in today's day and time you can't just be offended because of the amount of structure of safe spaces and the internet where you can hide behind a computer screen you can say what or do whatever you want to do, and there will be no repercussions. Mm-hmm. That is the fact, and that's like we, like whenever, uh, whenever I told them people I pay for their plane tickets to come see me, if they really wanted to stomp a mud hole in my ass, and they need to come on down here and make it rain, but they wouldn't do it because they didn't really mean that. So, and and I've run across a couple of people that after I've met them, I've gone back and looked in comments and stuff, and those are the same people who are talking shit in the comments. Of showed up at the show so it's all a big facade it's, it's people don't really they don't care they just believe that they can care that's it's it's amazing and, and i've talked about it on here because i've ran into it uh 
and, and it's been, uh, you know, widely publicized, everything I've said on here about a couple of the organizations in fishing, one in particular, and they kind of came after me in my day job. And mm-hmm. we do live in this cancel culture, right? Like, if you say right. something I don't like, your ass is toast, buddy. I'm going to get you thrown off of what you're doing, you know. Uh, and it's it's incredible to me. Or the guy that will take time to thumbs down a video. I'm going to watch yeah. it, and I'm going to not like it, but I watch the whole thing. You know, That's it's like the rating thing on Facebook. The rating, you get stars, you know, when people rate you. Right. And I think I checked it last week, and I think I was at 4.97 stars out of five, out of a million people. That means that out of a million people, 30,000 people didn't like me. Well, I got news for you. I don't like them either. <laughs> right. you, we, we ain't going to go eat no Chick-fil-A together. <laughs> no, we're not going to Chick-fil-A. You don't get to eat God's chicken. You go over and eat Popeye's. You, you ain't getting no damn Polynesian sauce. That's it. You're damn right. <laughs> Zach, dude, listen, I really appreciate you. Uh, y'all go check Zach out if you don't. I I know that uh, he's a he's a hell of a follow. And uh, go follow him on Instagram. He's growing his Instagram. Go like his uh, and subscribe to YouTube too. Zach, I hope to uh, I hope to meet you soon. And uh, yes, I look sir. forward to talking to you again, my brother. Yes, sir. One one last thing, if you don't mind, one last absolutely. Note: Look here. When you there's something I've learned over about the last three months. Apparently, when you get to a certain level of exposure on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. People are going to make fake profiles of you. And that is a big problem that I'm battling right now is I have countless fake pages that are telling you that you won $300,000. And I'm here to tell y'all I ain't got bread like that. <laughs> if, I could give each, if I could give each and every one of y'all three hundred k, I promise you I'd do it because I'd be living a hell of a lot better life. I'd be living like Gerald and not like that. <laughs> but, but I will let, let y'all know if you do get a friend request, my Facebook and my Instagram and my YouTube because it is a public figure type deal. It won't allow me to print requests. So just ignore it, block it, and report it, and I'll, I'll be forever in your debt. That's one less that I got to do. Jeez, it's it's crazy. There's always somebody trying to take advantage of something, ain't there? That's it. That's it, brother. It is, man. Yeah, I enjoyed this, buddy. We got to get together. I'll see you. If I don't see you before then, I'll definitely see you in Huntsville or Nashville. We're going to do it. Thank you so much, Zach. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Zach Rushing, y'all go check that dude out. Uh, Swindle and I yesterday he's talking about Zach, and uh, you know it's just uh, it's just really cool to see people. Gerald and I had this conversation this morning. It's it's like the American dream, man. This guy swinging a hammer. Uh, he he works on a dirt track, dirt racetrack with his dad. It's it's something they do. Last year in July, 60,000, which is a ton, right? 60,000. That won't fit in the dang Tennessee Titan Stadium up here. 60,000 people. He had 60,000 likes. He's at 500,000 followers or likes on Facebook. Millions of views. And the guy's just speaking his freaking mind. He's really funny. He's an outdoorsman. And uh, and obviously, he's giving back. And I wanted to bring him on and let him talk about that and, uh, and get to know him a little bit better because, you know, Gerald Gerald's like a brother to me and anybody he thinks the world of, I want to get to know. So that was, uh, that was fun. I hope you all enjoyed that. That was kind of unexpected today because my next guest got two today. This is a, this is a spicy little critter of a day right here, buddy. Um, my next guest is another Another internet superstar in his own right in the fishing world. 
and he is a uh, a YouTuber. He has three hundred thousand subscribers, and I got to fish with him a couple weeks ago in Texas, and could not have been uh, more impressed with this guy right here and his work ethic and his fishing abilities. And I just wanted to also get to know a little bit more about him. And ladies and gentlemen, Duncan. Ben Milliken. How we doing? We're good, buddy. We are good. Uh, hope you're doing well up there in Corn Husker land. I'm doing good. I'm doing very cold. Are, are you? What, what's the What's the temp today where you are? You know, I, I believe it's in the 20s. It's mm. going to be dropping all day, and mm. we got it's it's the tundra up here, basically. We got a heavy, heavy wind coming in. It's it's not looking good, man. Well, we've we've got uh, we we're at about 55 here in Middle Tennessee with a huge storm front coming through today. So we may get tornadoes. You may get snow. That's I think I'd take that right now. Oh, I don't know. Well, the fish do bite. <laughs> the fish do bite before these fronts come in, man. Exactly. So I, I've just this show got crazy because of Gerald Swindle. I blame Swindle. Um, Typical. I was. It was going to be me and you today only, and I ended up. Uh, I had. Have you ever heard of Zach Rushing? Yes, I have. Okay, so I had Zach on right before I called you. So him and Swindle are big buddies, and and I thought Swindle had reached out and said, "Hey, Zach would like to do your podcast. When can you do it?" And I said, "Well, I'm doing one today, and I've got my buddy Ben coming on." But dude, how perfect because a lot of the things you and I are going to talk about. Zach is another guy like us in that he speaks his mind. He just speaks his mind. He throws it all out there. And, uh, and, and that's one of the things that uh, we're going to get into with you here. You have done very well for yourself in the YouTube fishing world uh, and in life in general by, by being Ben. By being yeah. Ben. I think you would agree you with it. that. You know, I, you, I totally agree, man. You, you're yourself. You know, your, your channel, you're, you're raw, you're uncut. You let it all out there, man. And, uh, and I got to spend a couple days around you and in the boat with you. We'd met previously at a show but didn't get to really hang. And and uh, and I've talked about it on here, man. I was impressed with your blown away by your work ethic, your fishing abilities, your love for fishing, though. And I think that that's something that gets lost in the YouTube world sometimes. No, I totally agree, man. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you seriously so much for having me on here. Um, I, like I, I kind of want to get into this. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about we're talking YouTube about everything, the, yeah. A little bit about everything with the tournament and the YouTube stuff. But you know, I, I've been listening to your podcast a lot the last couple months and. Seeing guys like uh, like Brandon Polinek, Gerald Swindle, Mike Iaconelli on there, those are the true, my true heroes of the sport with a background in tournament fishing. So to be asked to come on here, I, I genuinely greatly appreciate it, man. Well, dude, that that means a lot to me because I, I look up to uh, to those guys immensely, uh, just like I look up to you though, because you you're you're doing it, man. You're you're doing it, and a lot of. Um, I would say a lot of you, the YouTubers. I hate that term, by the way. I don't know if you do or not, but me too. It's uh, I brutal. guess if yep. it, yeah, YouTubers. That drives me crazy. But a lot of the they get a bad rap for, um, you know, from quote pros for saying, oh, they don't know as much about fishing or they don't fish tournaments or whatever. But the interesting thing about you in that world is, uh, and I did some digging on Mr. Milliken, but oh, dude, no. you you've been fishing tournaments for a very long time. You and I've had these discussions, but. When did you make the decision to go from a civil engineering major, huh? Yeah. There you yeah. go. And like back go. in 2008. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah. Some digging. I did some digging. 
How do you go? Uh, Google's amazing. You just type in your name, and all kind of shit comes up. <laughs> never, uh, never heard of it. You never heard it? Yeah, well, it's 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 a new thing. Uh, they're sponsoring okay. the podcast. Shout out to Google. Um, but when do you go from that? You were tournament fishing before that, obviously, a little bit, and fishing and, and getting a passion for it. But when you get to college, how do you go from civil engineering major to, dude, I'm going to fish for a living? That's <laughs> uh, a long story, man. So, yeah, like you're saying, though, you know, I started off fishing basically the way that everyone or the, the majority of people do, you know, going to the lake constantly. My, my parents always ingrained that into me to, to get in the outdoors as much as possible. You know, you got the, the old school and, and us telling our kids, you know, back when we were, we were your age, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have sure. these, these gaming boys and everything to go. We were outside and our parents let us in when the sun went down. And it was, I mean, my parents weren't super old school, but it was literally that way for us. I grew up fishing the local ponds, creeks, everything. And my dad and, and my, my grandpa taught me my love for fishing and I've been doing it forever as far as I can remember. And so growing up, I did that. It was more multi-species stuff. And like you were saying, um, high school and college i fished my first fishing tournament in high school and i kind of got eaten up with bass tournament fishing and then uh went to go to college decided to start a college fishing team at the uh the school that i went to college at and yeah of course you know civil engineering major um that all of course you can't major in in, in bass fishing in college <laughs> although I, I that might actually be a thing that's possible these days i'm not sure it could be. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I go to school. Um, actually ended up transferring to a, a junior college because I got a baseball scholarship offer and decided I wanted to play baseball. I played right sports on. all growing up, too. So I went and played baseball for a few years, and then I went back to a university, started the fishing club, had some success there, got my degree. So I, I think I might be one of the only full-time YouTubers that has a college degree or, or one of the few anyways. But, um, yeah, so, so I kind of was doing that bouncing around doing the local derbies and stuff like that got a, a full-time big boy job for three years or so um and i was still fishing tournaments and just bass fishing whenever possible my my goal my dream was to get to the point where i could fish the coasts, the opens and then of course fish professionally um tournament fishing bass tournament fishing that is and um quickly realized once you get in the rat race the real world working your monday through friday uh most jobs don't really allow you to take six to eight weeks a year off um to, to go fish tournaments so as 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 you are well aware of yes. i'm sure so I, I do understand the struggle i put in my time and i grinded with the tournament stuff but it was just i kind of felt like i was banging my head against the wall with the, the full-time job and it was kind of a weird thing um i met a kid that at a fishing tournament that did the YouTube thing full time. And I didn't really understand it, but he wanted to fish with me because I could put him on fish. And I was like, cool, man, I'd fish a lot. Let's go hop on a boat. And that kid happened to be uh, Andrew Flair. If you guys know who that is. And he was in the back of the boat with a camera on his chest while we we're f fishing and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, what the hell is this kid doing in the back of the boat? He's talking to himself. And uh, so we go fishing a few times, and I he he puts some of this stuff up online as, on his YouTube channel. I'm like, holy shit, this got thirty, forty thousand views! Like, what what is this stuff? Unreal. Because you know, I think we all want to kind of share our our passion for fishing a lot, and so I was very intrigued by that. And so we start going on some more trips, and he started to explain, you know, kind of the business side of all of it, and said that it was his thing he was doing full time. And I kind of got got the idea that that'd be something that I'd want to do because I can't take six to ten weeks a year off to go fish professionally not the, the point where i was at anyways with a uh a wife and a kid and everything 
And um, yeah, I kind of just, I started doing that, started making some videos, um, two or three a week, and got to the point where a couple of them took off. I started making a little bit of money doing it. And then uh, all of a sudden it, it just became time where I was making, I wasn't making enough money to live off of it, but I was posting two videos a week. And I told my wife, I was like, no, I think if I could do this full time and jump in both feet, that I could, I could make it work. And we had a long talk and she had just graduated school. So she'd been in school, our whole relationship, um, grad school. And she finally got done with that. And I said, all right, here we go. I'm going in and started posting five to seven videos a week and have a look back since. Unbelievable. Now, what year was that, that you went full time, that you just drop everything and say, this is it <laughs> for me? Um, I believe it was 2000 and. 17 so so you've been full-time at this for going into your third year and yes sir and i don't think people realize especially tournament like tournament guys and 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 maybe you know my dad like my dad doesn't get the he's like oh you're making videos again fishing video you know because he's you know everything is a, is a tournament to my dad bass tournaments and things but i don't think people realize until they do it how much work this takes and for sure. And what you've done, what you've accomplished, accomplished in this short—I mean, virtually short amount of time—is um, incredible to me. And this fan base you've built, this name you've built for yourself, and you're only getting started in this. Uh, and I and I feel like that's—you would agree with that. But it's incredible to see people. And it was the same with Zach when I talked to Zach just before. Um, dude, you're living the freaking dream now. I know that comes with a lot of sacrifice and I know that comes Absolutely. with a lot of hard work. Anything that's meant to be a dream, I've said on here many times, is not going to be easy. It'd be easier just to be a civil engineer, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it totally. would be. But are you going to be happy when you lay your head down at night with that? Of course. Um, yep. My question to you is this, because you're like me, being around you, you know, we're driven a lot in the same ways when I, when I talk to you. Um, do you think you'll ever be satisfied with where you're at in fishing? Because for me, I, I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm incapable of being satisfied. And I, I think what is, what is success? What, what do you consider success? Is it where you're at now? Is it, which obviously you're very successful, but when will you be satisfied? What is it? What is, you know, what drives you? No, I think I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I can't feel satisfied with this ever, which is a, a competitive nature that I, I grew up playing sports. I feel like, you know, you should always do something better. You're never perfect. You never get to a certain point where you're happy with what you did. Um, I, I, you know, to be honest, and it's kind of, it's probably really mushy and, and I don't know, but I'd say the, the most satisfying thing to me is the people that I, I work with on a daily basis and that I meet along this route respect me and they, they, know that I'm, I'm doing things for the right reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, the, like we talk about, you have to have extremely thick skin doing this online <laughs> YouTube stuff. Yes. It's, it's pretty incredible how crazy people get. And to be honest, you know, you got to look past that and realize it doesn't, doesn't mean a damn thing. What Sally pants 27 says about you. <laughs> Underscore hashtag. They're, exactly. Their, their opinion um, doesn't matter to me, even though sometimes you read them and you go, shit, <laughs> and it, it hits hard, you but <laughs> it hits you a little bit you're like all right well didn't see it from that perspective but just knowing that i guess that the people that are closest to me my family my friends the the people i work closely 
you know, respect and, and, and motivate me right back to, to keep doing this is the most important thing to me. And yeah, like you're saying, you know, moving forward, this is all going to evolve just as quick as it's evolved already um, in the industry. And I, I don't think there's any way we could ever be satisfied with as fast as everything's changing these days. One of my, my friends that films videos the other day was like, Hey man, I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens. You should fish them with me. And, and you know, I've thought that in the past. You know, Casey at Six Sense has talked to me. He's like, "Why don't you just go fish some some of these pro tournaments? That was your dream, and that's what you wanted to do. Now you can go travel and and do it. You got the time and you the money. You can go do that." And I'm, I was always like, "Nah, I don't know about that." But now he said that, and I'm like, "Shit, that doesn't sound like that bad of an idea." Go <laughs> it comes full year, circle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so now, I mean. I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. I guess is the uh, the, the short answer to that long. Well, long yeah, statement. well, and I, yeah, and I I threw a lot at you in, in one uh, in one sentence as I tend to do. I, I don't believe in commas. Okay, I don't no, believe okay. in commas. I believe on believe in run on sentences. I'm a redneck from Tennessee, but no, I, I was I was thinking about that. It was something I wrote down when I was because for me, my my channel is tiny, and. But I, but I do. I see, I see it growing, and I, I see things happening a little bit, you know. And and I just, I wanted to ask you that as a guy that has had this success on this platform, is like, do you ever just, you can never relax, right? Because there's always somebody else coming, or there's always something changing, or you've got to keep pushing. And I think when you get comfortable, that's when you get knocked off your throne a little bit. And, uh, Absolutely. And, and I think that that's something that, that people just in everyday life need to uh, – need to, to, you need to live like that, man. Always push like, dude, I got the full-time job. I'm trying to do the YouTube thing, fish the FLW Tour, um, taking a year off from that this year, but got kids and a wife and stuff going every which way. But, dude, you just keep pushing. You just keep pushing. And I, and I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. When I get to hopefully 330,000 one of these days, I'll probably be like, that's cool. I wish I had 500. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> wish I had a course, million man. or whatever, you know. Of course, yeah. Dude, I'd like to see you fish some tournaments. I think that'd be cool to get, I'd love it, get man. back in those I fish all the locals. Yeah, I fish all the local stuff um, yeah, around course. here. And, and that's always fun. But, you know, you can never really judge that competition on anything else but I, it's something i've always wanted to do and, and maybe it's something we'll, we'll we'll jump into next year well i think that uh i'm i'm considering it myself for 2021 and those bassmaster opens and we might have to uh might have to join forces on that deal do do a little room in action and uh, some bassmaster opens with with millican and the traveling circus deal and then if we we do we do shitty we can at least be on podcast <laughs> yeah we, really yeah. good videos of us yes. not catching any fish yes. that way right yeah if we, and, <laughs> and on the way home we can stop and throw big swim baits on on lakes and talk exactly. about how bad we sucked on a lake we should have been like, throwing a ned rig exactly you got it right <laughs> I, I love that man well, well dude that, that's really cool that that it's kind of coming back around for you and you're like you know i did the i've done this youtube thing I do want to get in the tournament world, but I just wanted to talk about that with you because I feel like, and, and I don't know any of the other quote big, you know, fishing YouTubers. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't know anybody. I, I know you, I, I don't know any of those guys, so I don't know their backgrounds. Um, but I do know what pro fishermen, um, 
have said over the years, you know, and I do know the problem that they've taken with, quote, the YouTube world. And now every one of them, they're making posts and they're wearing 17 GoPros and they're going, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I got a cameraman. Hey, guys, I'm a I'm a YouTuber now, too. Swipe up, swipe up, swipe up, you know, but they think that uh, they still say that tournament fishing's moving the needle like it used to be. And, uh, you know, right. I think you t- the YouTube world has pushed these guys, right? Yeah, of course. It, it, it has. And, and uh, where, what do you think about this current state of professional fishing? Being a professional fishing fan such as yourself, what do you think? Where are we at right now? So I guess there's two ways you can go with that. You can go from the, the micro of tournament fishing where that's the, the craziness that's going down with MLF and Bass and FOW and all this. Or are, are you referring more to uh, the, the YouTube fishing guys deciding to go the YouTube route? I, I think I'm talking about, and this is going to, you're going to go, gosh, Duncan, uh, the whole <laughs> thing as a state, because I'm calling pro fishing now that it is YouTube and pro fishing combined tournament fishing to me, because guys are making a living doing both growing the sport or, or, you know, helping expose more people to this. So, you know, where are we at right now? Do you think, do you think more people are getting their information from pro fishermen or YouTubers? Um, that's, that's a good question. And I think it's, we don't really know the answer to that. I mean, I think we can, uh, we could dive into the statistics of it. We can go the YouTube route would be the answer on that. But I think the great thing about it is you can get your information. If you want to learn about fishing in 2020, you can get more and I'm not going to say better, but probably better information um, than you ever have been able to in the past. And so I think whenever that happens, we can get so many more people into fishing, uh, young people into fishing, and, and just as many middle-aged and older people into fishing um, as well. And that's a, that's a great thing. That's, you know, people ask me what my end goal in all this is all the time. And I think I kind of keep gravitating back towards um teaching people how to fish and getting more people into the sport of fishing. Both my parents are, are school teachers and, and some of my other relatives are as well. So growing up, I had two school teachers. I didn't get away with much in the house, as you can imagine. <laughs> but um, I, I always told them, you know, no way in hell would I ever be a teacher like you guys. I, I could not deal with the kids, the, the, the works hours and how much, how much time you put into it for what you get out of it. But now that I'm doing this again, it's kind of come full circle. I'm teaching. So I guess that it's it's a crazy crazy landscape right now man you got all these guys and and like we talked about i'm going backwards i want to go do more tournament fishing now but you got guys buying the gopros trying to do the youtube thing and it's 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 a great thing because i grew up a fan of of you know tournament fishing or at least the last 15 years or so and i'm obsessed with watching these bass and flw tournaments online or or on tv even you know bass master on saturday and sunday but as you know, you, you see fish catches and you see fish being weighed. You don't really learn or get anything out of that. Um, and so guys like, you know, David Dudley, Jake Weir, these guys that are really focusing a lot heavily, a lot more heavily on uh, YouTube, you're, you're at least getting a lot more information than you ever could at, at any previous time, which is great. And they're, and they're bridging that gap between the tournament yeah. world and the YouTube world because there was a really – hard divide there for a while right i of mean course. there were a lot of those guys that when the when the googans first popped out when you're popping up i mean they're they're mad because they almost felt like they were being threatened in a way i feel like you know what i'm saying and it was mm-hmm. it was their insecurities coming out and i've been a part of some of these conversations where guys are like 
you know, damn YouTubers. You know, you're like, well, no, absolutely. Um, just because you're having to to work a little harder for your sponsor dollar now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's you know, it's that's too that, bad because that's a lot of it. What it is, man, fishing's such a business these days, and I think you're seeing that more than ever. Um, that's that's maybe what's happening behind the scenes with a lot of these guys starting a YouTube channel that maybe isn't getting talked about as much as they're not doing it probably because they want to or they think no. it's cool. <laughs> no, listen, listen. Half of these damn guys that are starting YouTube channels are doing it strictly because their sponsor numbers are down or mm-hmm. they're getting passed up by the guys like Brandon Polinick, like the guys like Swindle that put in their time not only on the water, not only promoting sponsors, but also on social media. They live their lives on social media. They document everything because they enjoy it. Right, of course, and they're getting passed up, and so now guys are like, "Hey, uh, I'm in my garage. Uh, Want to see a Palomar knot?" <laughs> like, exactly. like you know, just doing what they can. And look, I got props for those guys. Look, elevate your game. That's fine, but no, they're not, and that is not talked about. the 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 YouTube deal is just so you can put on a resume. Yeah, I finished tenth at this tournament, thirtieth here. Blah blah blah. I'll, hey, I've also got a YouTube channel, of right? Course. And and but I but I'm a little different in that. Because it could same could be said for me, because I'm coming from that world. But I feel like the difference in what I'm trying to do is I, I'm like you. I love educating people, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I like telling you my opinions. I like telling you my my thoughts on things. <laughs> and right. but dude, this this year, not being on tour, and because I, I was worn down and I, I was mentally frustrated from a lot of things going on in the fishing industry. But focusing on just YouTube this year, truly. And still working the full-time job and everything, but focusing on that has renewed my sense of passion for fishing, like I never thought possible, dude. And I, and I lay, I lay in bed at night thinking of ideas for videos and what I can do, and ideas mm-hmm. for podcast topics and things. And dude, I, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited about the opportunity to be on this platform, um, and and you know, and looking up to guys like you, hope that I can do you know, a quarter of what you've been able to do on here. And the times are changing, right? Like I I have realistic expectations with where this will go because like you and I have also talked about, everybody's got a YouTube channel now. Of course, yeah. We're we're all fighting for views. We're all fighting for for subscribers and things aren't as easy now. And I won't say you never had it easy. I don't want to put it that way, but it, it was probably easier three or four years ago because the space wasn't as crowded, right? Absolutely. It's so saturated now. Um, and, and I think it's a lot of the guys that are that are switching over to it are going to get discouraged really quickly when they see, you know, one of the more established YouTubers post a video and get 100,000 views and they post 400 videos in, in two years and the, the highest views they get is 800, you know. No, that's and that's, tough, dude. And, the, and the, it goes the other way, too. Like I was saying, I have an immense amount of respect for guys like Palinick and Swindle and Ike and Ellie. And these, these guys I've always looked up to in tournament fishing because they actually know their shit. And I, I know just from fishing against some of these guys like yourself, um, that have fished professionally, that everyone is an unbelievable hammer up there and they have so much good information. and so much knowledge of what's going on that when they switch over to YouTube, you know, the videos that do well on YouTube, aren't the ones that are the best videos or have the best information um, or even have the best entertainment. And so I think a lot of people are going to get their eyes opened when, when they switch over. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards no. the tournament guys. Those, those are my dudes for sure. Well, and I'm not trying to, you know, I, I think it's funny just because I was involved in a lot of those conversations 
over the years where guys were mm-hmm. bashing what was going on. And now I do see it when I scroll through Instagram and it's like, follow. Hey, man, subscribe. <laughs> hey, hey, dude, look, 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 look. I caught some on GoPro. And I'm the same way. I like I said, same way. Guilty as charged. But, uh, there are a lot of there are a lot there's a lot of good on the internet and there's a lot of bad so um you know i just uh, i hope to find my place in the world with it like you have and and uh and keep growing it but so so i've got this uh i've got this looming thing that keeps popping up in the comments about ben milliken mm-hmm. and and you know what it is and we got to talk <laughs> about it it is the the video the oh, video we got to talk about this so for those of you that don't know and i figure most of you if you're here right now you do know uh, but ben ben is very opinionated ben is very real he's a lot like me and that he likes to uh he likes to make you think and he likes to uh make you uncomfortable with his thoughts uh because they are honest and true and, and a lot of people in this fishing world will not share those with you for fear of losing a sponsor or losing business um Ben made a video that's a little over 100,000 views now, and, and, he, and he threw it up on his YouTube channel. Uh, he's talked about it a lot on social media, and Ben and I are both, and, and it's well known, and, and uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be biased anyways, but we are we're very close with Six Sense uh, Lure Company, Six Sense Fishing. Um, they're great people. They make great products, and Ben took issue like a lot of companies do and a lot of people do with the with the Guggen hard line of baits, hard baits that have came out. And he did a video breaking down, and I talked about this last week as well, but he did a video breaking down the similarities, <laughs> and I use air quotes there, the similarities between these two baits um, in several different models of the baits and their, and their, their knockoffs. I mean, that's just, you know, for lack of a better term, that's what it is. And the video was very professionally done, very well done. And uh, you did your homework. But you you were passionate about that, dude. You wanted to get that out there. Yeah, man. And I think there was a lot of misconception. Again, like we were talking about before, um, I care the most about what people that know me personally and know me closely think about me. Right. And I, I try not to let what other people say that don't know a damn thing about me get to me. But I think there was so much misconception about the, the reason I made that video, who it was directed at, what I was trying to do with it. And, um, I guess maybe I can just jump into the whole story. Yeah. Give a yeah. Bring it on. What's going on with this. You know, I, I think they look at Ben, Oh, Ben's got, you know, six cents hat on and, and some of his videos or most of his videos. And so he's just trying to bash his company and six cents paid him a bunch of money to, to go out and make this video bashing this other company. And that's just, that's, that's all extremely false information. But, uh, as an opinionated person, like I am and like you are, I can understand how someone that doesn't know me could see that and think that that's an easy and grab to say that. Though, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and honestly, those are thoughts that happen in my head when I don't know people sometimes too. Absolutely. So it's not something yep. that I can judge that much either but basically what happened was since before i started the youtube thing full-time three years ago i'd been working with six cents for about three three years at that point and right when i started the youtube thing uh again three actually it was before i was even full-time three or four years ago mystery tackle box part of catchco reached out to me and they wanted to do some work with me as well so i've been working with six cents and catchco aka mystery tackle box 
for four, for four or five, six years. I've been working with both of these companies for a very long time. So Ketchco d- decides that they're going to start doing more with their coming out with their own custom baits um, as far as creating their, their Shop Carl's online retail site and that they're going to start making some soft and hard baits. Fine, that's great. Um, they wanted me to promote some of them. I said, okay, well, I have sponsorship obligations. You know, hard baits with six cents, but I'd be happy to, to help you guys out whatever with soft baits because I don't have any soft bait sponsors. So that kind of goes on for a couple years. And, and then the, the Guggen Squad, and I'd still, I had fished with, with Andrew Flair um, for, for a couple years. We had been friends. We kind of had a falling out regarding um, working together with the Guggen Squad thing. Um, I, I didn't want to represent some of the companies that we're not going to get into names, but maybe a company that they don't work with anymore anyways. But so we kind of had a falling out with that. Um, but while I was still friends with flair, he said that they were going to just start designing hard baits. They wanted a Guggen squad, hard bait line of baits. They had their soft baits already. Um, they wanted hard baits. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, if you, if you're going to be designing hard baits, there's one dude you guys need to meet up with. And that's Casey from six cents. He's a master freaking lure designer and he makes amazing looking, I mean, models of everything. And he has a great knowledge of the, the industry, what not to copy, what'll be unique, what'll work, what'll sell. This is the guy you need to meet with. And even better, he's three hours away from you in Houston. You're in Dallas. It'll be perfect. So they set up a meeting. Casey goes to their house to, for the meeting regarding the, possibly potentially designing crankbaits for them. Um, I think the meeting went positively. I didn't hear much about it, but, um, Afterwards, Casey didn't hear anything more about designing the baits. So a year goes by, and ICAST rolls around, and Guggen Squad announces their hard bait um, series of baits. I think there was originally seven to eight baits or something. Now I think there's ten hard baits. And they started posting pictures at ICAST, and I'm just like, those are the Sixth Sense lures. Those are very distinct shapes. And Let's get off on a little bit of a tangent. Once again, um, back when I was, before I was doing the YouTube thing, when I was just trying to hustle and make some money, I used to paint crankbaits. And so I have a large background in painting blank crankbaits. And through doing that, I understand which baits are meant to knock off which baits. And you can buy these $1 to $2 blanks right. in China. Uh-huh. So that, on top of me being eaten up by fishing and looking at every bait, lure, whatever that's ever been designed, as we all do when we're in turn fishing, to try to get that edge and find that next bait, that next color that's going to catch more fish than the other guy across the end boat, um, I, I feel like I'm pretty well-versed in what baits look like what baits. And there was a couple baits that came out, and I went, holy shit, you know, the 6 cents Flat 75 doesn't look like any other flat side bait on the market. Um, another misconception from the video is that People were commenting was that, you know, Six Sense shoots, gets their blanks at the same factory that Guggen Squad gets their blanks. And so why, why are you complaining about it? Well, that's not true either. I've seen Casey grow his company, and he's done that by creating unique shapes. What he does is put, you know, he designs a, a bait in a CAD program from scratch, sends it to the factory. They send him a prototype back. They go back and forth. And eventually you pay a whole bunch of money for a unique mold and your baits start getting created once that prototype phase is over. Uh, and you start you start producing those baits and you, and you get the paint schemes and everything and lined up. And I know this is probably repetition. Isn't teaching anyone anything that is listening to your podcast because you're well, tournament guys. But Not necessarily. 
that's the that's the uh, that's the pro- that's the process of designing a heart bait. And he has a full on engineer. Let's say that too, Philip Jones. He's got a full time guy that Correct. just designs lures in Texas. That's all he's doing. He's constantly sending you and I prototypes. He's designing the soft plastics. He's throwing them in swimming pools. He's got a three D printer. So they're invested in creating unique new absolutely baits. Absolutely. Continue it, onward. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And you know, Casey's a, an individual, family-owned company that was by himself in the company for the first five or six years, uh, and then shipped baits, painted baits, designed baits by himself. And I've seen Casey at his lowest points with this business, seeing it not be successful. You know, you you, you do you're designing a bait. It takes a long time, and of course, the expertise to design a bait and figure out what's going to work and then you send it to the factory and it's months in between you finally get it back a lot of times it's it's a total piece of garbage and you got to restart from scratch and you're spending hundreds of dollars and then you get the mold and you got to put it out it's ten thousand twenty thousand dollars to make mold it's basically impossible to start a company these days a bait company from scratch by yourself unless you have a large amount of money Mm -hmm. which he did not all the money he put into it was from custom painting anyways where i'm going with that is these baits come out from the Guggen hard baits and I noticed they look extremely similar. So I'm working with Ketchco, I'm working with with Six Sense at the same time. And so I picked up some of the Guggen hard baits this last fall. And I had already, you know, I expressed my <laughs> how I felt about the baits to Ketchco immediately once I received them and I started comparing them side by side. And I realized that in my opinion these baits were nearly identical and that they had the Guggen Squad gill plate and eyes on them, but everything else looked extremely, extremely similar. And this is something I'm getting commented on repeatedly. I'm still getting comments every day on this video I saying, no you know, everyone, everyone copies everyone. Everyone has a knockoff of a 1.5 Lucky Craft. You know, everyone copies Kitek. And I get that. I 100% get that. That's I'm the fishing not industry. fucking blind. Yeah. I get it. I understand everyone makes a Senko. Um, even though the cloud looks quite a bit different. We'll, we'll digress. I understand everyone <laughs> makes a craw bait. Um, I understand that everyone is trying to copy this, the Kitek Fat Impact, and everyone has one, and it sucks. It's bullshit that Bass Pro <laughs> Shops and Cabela's and these other companies come out with the exact same thing and sell it for cheaper. It sucks. But at the same time, when when Zoom comes out with a, a Kitek knockoff that looks identical to it, they're not coming out with eight other products that are also the exact same bait after meeting with the owner of Kitek. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and by the way, those are just my opinions that they're yes. the same bait legally. Um, <laughs> and so my problem with it is why are, so I got eight baits. There's actually nine of them that are nearly identical between the Guggen squad crankbaits and the six cents ones. And why are there that many, similarities and i start you know in the video if you haven't seen it watch it or don't i don't care either way but i measure the length the width down to the the millimeter i the weight you know everything down to hundreds of inches millimeters weights um i compare the shapes and the body profiles and everything and i start realizing you know everything's within a couple hundredths of an ounce a couple like within one or two millimeters if not identical millimeters of everything and I, I just start answering, asking questions, and, and I don't know. I, I felt like I, I didn't, I didn't throw shade at anyone, 
in the video, I never said anything negative. I even gave the Dugan squad props. You know, I said they opened the door to a lot of the stuff that's possible for me to have a career in the fishing industry in the YouTube world. But a lot of people apparently didn't decide to listen to that part. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so that's, that's basically what happened. You know, I, I'm extremely passionate about fishing. And as a friend of Casey, the owner of Sixth Sense, um, which has grown into a friendship, it started as a business relationship six, seven years ago. And me seeing his company grow and how hard he's worked and, and the level of expertise and the cool products he's come out with, I have an extremely large passion for Sixth Sense as well. So seeing a, a new company come out, and it's not one bait, it's not, they're not knocking off the flat 75, it's not two baits, it's, it's the whole like eight, nine baits, it, it's frustrating. Well, and, so, you, and you see that because they're coming in guns blazing, a company, you know, like what they're trying to do. And, and they should. And, they should. And, and, and they should come out with products. They should capitalize on what they've got going for sure. And I, I'll never begrudge anybody for that and for being successful like they have been and all that. But, you know, Six Sense is obviously one of the fastest growing lure companies in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the hottest. And so... You know, taking taking your pick to knock them off is is smart. I don't agree with. Of course. <laughs> you of know, course. it's 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 really smart. And 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 when you're talking to people that might not realize that Six Sense is even out there, right? You know, a lot of their fan base might not know that, unfortunately. Absolutely. And so, and I've seen some of the comments of people coming at you. You just did this for views, man. You just did this for views. Look, Ben gets plenty of views on his freaking own. Okay. Um, he's 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 out there working hard. He's traveling all over the country. He's filming. He doesn't need this for views. Um, this is an issue in the damn fishing industry. You talked about it. I talked about this on my last episode mm-hmm. with the big box retailers as well. I mean, from a, from Academy to uh, they're not as bad about it, but you know Bass Pro Cabela's uh, for sure. You see you see this private labeling uh, that goes on where they you know. Uh, right next to the damn Spro Frogs, they got the Kermit set, <laughs> and you can buy five for what you can buy one Spro Frog for, you know. And it's that, and Walmart's always been really bad about that, and it's it's frustrating to see um, how that goes, and it and it's a cash grab. Um, so, have you heard from any of the guys in the actual Guggen Squad on this, or just from people at Catchco? No, so. You know, the biggest thing to me was, and why I made the video, we'll start there, I guess, was because I worked with both of these companies for a very long time since Mm -hmm. I started my YouTube channel. There's been people saying, you know, why aren't you promoting or or working with Ketchko and Mystery Tackle Box? You completely cut ties with them. What's going on? And, you know, that's that was the biggest reason that, that messed with me was one of my sponsors who's had a past business relationship with another one went and did this. And so... That was really rough. Um, so you cut ties completely with Ketchco. I Yeah, I immediately cut ties with Ketchco. I don't believe in doing that sort of thing. Um, I realized that, you know, there there are knockoffs of Senkos and Kitex and Brush Hogs and everything else in the fishing industry. And I, I keep getting this, this comment from so many people that, well, everyone does it in the industry. Well, that doesn't make it right. That's and right. That's, that's, that's right. That's not something that I, it's, it's in my opinion, and that's my opinion. If people listen to this might say, well, why does that matter? Shit, they do it with watches and cars and luggage and everything else in the world. How come it's not right? Well, that's your opinion. My opinion is that one company shouldn't do that to another. Um, yeah, what, what I heard from, from Ketchco, um, 
basically was just you know this these are the they put out a big statement and said you know that there's they, they laid out five lipless baits and said here look at all these shapes they're pretty similar and you know i cut the two lipless baits open they had the exact same weight placement they had nine bbs in them mm-hmm. they had the exact same um nearly exact same i should say in my opinion they were extremely close um and, and so that that was really rough but basically they they put they put a big post out basically defending themselves saying you know we don't we don't knock anyone off we wouldn't do that you know as you would expect they would say and they said uh look look at all these similarities between all these lipless baits and i get it their lipless baits can be tough to tell apart yeah. you know every everyone makes a 1.5 square bill but baits like the 250 md the the mini the two different mini crankbaits six cents makes the the flat 75 the the 300 dd and i'm mean, and it even got as bad as one of the baits only one that one of the guggen baits looked like was looked similar to a six cents cloud nine bait it was the only one and the cloud nine series from six cents i don't know if you've noticed i had no idea but looking at the tail there's a tail there's a dimple that casey designed into the tail that tapers down and it's just a cosmetic thing it doesn't change the way it runs or mm-hmm. catches fish or anything i don't think but he did it just to have something different and the only bait in the entire guggen squad line of hard baits that is looks like one of the cloud nine baits has that exact same <laughs> dimple in it that taper it's oh it's so frustrating but where I'm going with it is Ketchko releases this statement. They say that, you know, we, we weren't involved in this and, and we wouldn't knock anyone off. Here's these baits, you know, all baits pretty much look the same, but they've kind of dropped some juice. That's kind of given me a little bit of, it's, it's let me be arrested a little bit with this and replying to comments to several people on my video and on other posts. And basically not basically I'll read a statement right here from Ketchko that is in reply publicly to a post that they've replied to several people. They said, these body shapes and internals were provided to us by our factory well before we even started working with the Guggens on crankbaits. So these mm. these were not baits that were designed. That's, that's the end of the quote, by the way. Mm. In my opinion, um, these baits were not baits that were designed from scratch. They were baits that they got from the factory whatever factory they used obviously um in my opinion it was probably a similar if not the same factory that casey had used in the past he switched he switched since then and of course it's a china issue i mean it's it's china it's the wild west over there son even though it's the far east intellectual property of course (laughs) yeah we see it in the marine industry constantly with boat parts dude half the th damn catalogs over it's insanity (laughs) i'm sure it is it's insane it, basically they they say in all these these responses we got these bodies from the factory we didn't design them from scratch and then when we took them to the guggens we made slight modifications by you know adding their guggen eyeball and gill plate to it mm-hmm. and then we put it on the market so that's a statement from them um and it's i guess it's given me a little bit of rest on it that that they're as far as i know they're being honest they got the baits from the factory they didn't design them themselves and then they made some minor modifications and threw them on the market and that's enough for me to kind of make up my mind about what i think about the deal and i I, anyone's entitled their own opinion but one thing i want to say more than anything is i did not receive any financial gain from six cents or i did not receive um casey never asked me to make this video he didn't know about this video 
Um, he did not ask me to put this video out and I was not contractually obligated or anything from Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense was not involved in this video in any way. Um, these are two companies, like I said, that I worked with more than any other company mm-hmm. um, that I've ever worked with. And that's why I was so I was so passionate about making this. Well, it, it uh, to me, man, it, it came off. You came off really professional in it. I really, I really believe that. And um, you know, it's it's a shame that it that it comes to this kind of stuff in in this sport. And I've you you followed along with me enough this fall to know I've had similar instances instances and issues when you speak your mind. Um, have you heard from uh, Have you heard from Flair at all on this publicly or uh, otherwise? Because I, 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 I truly I don't know. <laughs> I saw, um, I don't have Twitter, but I've been sent some screenshots of, of some insults towards me. Of course, I have not heard from Flair in person about that. You know, we don't, we don't do that sort of thing these days okay. and meeting it, meeting in person and, and talking in person about things. We just throw some shade online, okay. um, which is too bad. Yeah. I haven't heard from Flair since I, uh, since I didn't want to work with, with their company. Okay. So, so, uh, all right. Well, I got to get these guys on the LBL. We got to. We got to do this. We got to. We got to do this. I wish this was like Jerry Springer. And I'd be like, and guess what, Ben? Now calling <laughs> in, and then and then there it is. It's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin music. The glass breaks, and it's just like this throwdown. But it's not going to happen because they're not. They're not calling today. No. Um, and to be honest, like it, it seems like it's some big fight between me and the Gugans or something. And uh, I've never said anything disrespectful. Um, on, on any platform about any of those guys um and, and i i don't have I'm, i don't hate them or dislike any of them um what's business is business in the past and um i like i said I, i'm very grateful that they opened a lot of the doors that have allowed me to do what i do um but i wasn't happy about this and so i made the video i like it i like it. i like that you speak your mind and and y'all go watch the video you know comment below watch the video come back here that's a lot of clicking but go uh, go check it out, man. If you haven't seen it, it's just uh, it's Ben speaking his mind. And then go watch all. It's, make sure you subscribe. But go watch all of Ben's videos. Um, he's he's got some great stuff. He's got a ton of content, man. You can you can never get caught up um, if you're if you're behind on on uh, being an M- <laughs> being an MFer. You can That's never right. get caught up. Uh, so what's what's next this spring, man? Um, wh- where are you headed next? I know we did the Texas thing. We're planning, hopefully, to get you down here, Darian, stupid Darian, and I uh, get you down here to the Tennessee River sometime this spring. But what's uh, what's next, man? That's a great question. Um, I think I talked to you a little about that when I was down there with you. That I kind of fly by the seat of my pants. We do things short term usually, um, but I think I got just a little bit of a taste of those Texas fish, and I think I want to go back down there and get a little bit more revenge on some of the bigger fish. So. I think the next couple of weeks we'll probably go down there for three or four days. And then right after that, man, we're going to be doing ice fishing and stuff around here. I got a baby coming that's on the way in yes, March. Yes, so, congratulations uh, again. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, but So probably not a lot of traveling around at the end of March, early April. But you're going to be on that post-spawn bite in the south is what you're saying. You're going to get Absolutely. to fish any pre-spawn southern <laughs> fisheries. <laughs> Hey, that that is the one good thing about living here in Nebraska. I can go up to, to South Dakota, Minnesota, and stuff, and get whack on some of those big smallmouths and stuff when, when everything's kind of getting tough down south. Oh, that, that's that's what's so amazing. I, you know, I just I actually put a video up this week. 
from September on uh, fishing up up in Minnesota, and it's just so silly how tough it gets down here. Then and up there, you can just drill them. It's uh, of course it's incredible, dude. But uh, well, look, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I know we we uh, we covered a lot of stuff, and I want to have you on again. I want to I want to next time we're together in the same place, we've got to do one of these together where we can just sit down and and uh, and spitball everything. Uh, but I know you're a busy dude. I really, really appreciate you giving me the time, and I appreciate you, um, you know, letting me get in the boat and, and film some with you, man. I, I really, I learned a lot that day about you, but about your work ethic and um, and just your love for fishing, man. It, it comes through, comes through in your videos, and uh, I'm proud to know you, dude. Uh, you're doing good things. No, I really appreciate that. You too, though, man. You, you're killing it this year. You got a lot of big plans. You, you're doing it all for. Across a lot of different platforms, and so that's extremely difficult. But I know you're the type of dude that it, it will pay off for if you keep grinding, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep after it, dude, and uh, I hope that the plans turn into reality. <laughs> that, that's the case. But y'all go follow Ben, Ben. I really appreciate you, dude, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, dude. Take it easy. All right, thank you, Ben. Ben Milliken, right there, Milliken Fishing. Make sure you're following Ben. Um, that's a that's a good dude and and look in that conversation i want to say you know i i'm not i don't personally know anybody in the guggen squad i don't know uh any of those guys uh rob reached out to me about being on the podcast i hope we can still make that happen uh but i don't know any of those guys i don't um never never talked to him in person ever that i know of and and uh but it, you know it's it's a shame to see um just more divide there's just more divide we're just divided right now as a nation you know um but especially in this little fishing world we're definitely divided thank y'all so much though the ones of you that aren't divided about luke duncan and you're here and you're subscribing i really appreciate that i do um i'm seeing it grow every day and it's it's awesome to see okay i'm putting in a lot of hard work and i want y'all to know how much i appreciate that um first boats and pros will drop the last week of January. Thank you for watching the first traveling circus. It's only been up uh, a couple days now, but you guys watched it. You've commented. I really, 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 really appreciate that. And I can't thank you enough for watching that. Um, and more to come. We're going to do one traveling circus a month, a podcast a week, one boats and pros a month, and then vlogs in between. So keep on subscribing, keep on commenting, keep on losing weight. You, you fatties, <laughs> you fatty, fat-ass challenge rolling strong going to March 6th. Y'all keep losing weight out there. Keep me posted on everything. We'll take y'all out with some Bluxy Blues. Thank y'all for listening, and uh, hope you have a really, really, really good week. Blues, it happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway does not know my name And I don't care, no I don't
It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country. Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.